With former President Donald Trump dominating the race for the GOP nomination, Republican presidential candidates descending upon New Hampshire, hoping to sway its first-in-the-nation primary voters. A new Wall Street Journal poll shows 59% of GOP voters ranked Trump their top choice, up 11 points since April. That Wall Street Journal poll puts President Biden in a dead heat with Trump, showing he faces an uphill battle with his Bidenomics message. 59% of voters say they disapprove of Biden's handling of the economy. And that was on the ABC Evening News, pointing out that Biden and Trump are basically tied in the Wall Street Journal poll that came out over the weekend. That was the focus of a lot of the Sunday talk shows. The about 60% of people not are, have an unfavorable view of on the economy. Trump is now up by almost 50 points nationally, has grown. DeSantis has really fallen back into kind of like the same territory as the other also-rans. Yeah, amazing. Stop. I like the phrase, he faces an uphill battle in selling uh, Bidenomics. It's like saying, I have an uphill battle in convincing you my, I'm eight feet tall. People are saying, call it bull crap. They're saying, you're doing a terrible job. It's my life. My life is my counter-argument. The go-to pundit uh, for the left on ABC This Week is Donna Brazil. She ran Al Gore's campaign way back in the day. Anyway, she's been around forever as a Democrat, and she made the point. She's actually said, I've been around forever. I've only seen three political movements in my lifetime, not just candidates, but movements. Reagan, Obama, and Trump. They're movements. They're not just the candidate. And Trump is clearly a movement. Mm-hmm. which is why he has got the uh, staying power he's got. Oh, the other most interesting number out of that poll to me is about half the people who support Trump, and again, he's at about almost 60% among likely voters, which is you know, uh, a, a poll you should pay even more attention to than regular polls. Um, about half said the indictments have made, them, made it more likely they're going to support Trump. I thought it was interesting that once again, I'm watching the Sunday talk shows and all of the candidates that were on, I saw Nikki Haley on there. I saw Ramaswamy. Oh, man, that guy can talk. I don't ever want to end up in a room with him because I have a feeling that I'll leave the room and I now I own a boat and a timeshare and I don't know how it happened. He is yeah, really a good that's talker. That's about right. Mm-hmm. But he, he's good at it. And um, But all he was asked about is Trump. And I, I wish one of the candidates would say, look, you don't want Trump to be president. Say it to George Stephanopoulos or or Chuck Todd or whoever on one of these Sunday talk shows. If you actually don't want Trump to be president, how about you let any of us candidates sell our vision of being president? Then maybe we'd catch on and get some votes. But if all you're ever going to ask us about is Trump, no, we are never going to be able to catch him and beat him. It seems like a good line to me. But something like that, although if George were going to be honest, he'd say, well, no, I don't want him to be president, but I want him to be the clickbait that drives my ratings, wow. as he has been for years and years. Right. Boy, the number of people in that Wall Street Journal poll who said Biden is too old, it's 73%, including a sizable chunk of Democrats, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got about two-thirds of Democrats that think he's too old. You know why? Two-thirds? Because he is. Oh, yeah, self-evidently. Well, I bad at care. And, you know, from the Department of Glasses being half full and half empty or Schrodinger's cat or something or other, uh, (laughs) on the one hand, Trump, for all of his prosecutions and sins and January 6th and the rest of it, he is neck and neck with Biden nationally, which is really something. On the other hand, Biden is miserably unpopular 
on the economy, please. It's tragic. Inflation and costs. The border. Securing the border. The border is numbers. He's 64 pos- or negative to 30 positive. You can't get 34 points uh, underwater with your own party, especially. Anyway, so you've got a miserably unpopular, senile president who everybody thinks is too old to run again. But if he does run again, he's still tied with Trump. So what does that mean about Trump? What does that say about Trump? So do what does you, that say about Biden? So do you think uh, if you had a normal candidate on either side, and I'll let you fill in what normal means, either like normal aged or normal uh, background or whatever, they would run away with it? Or are we so in our tribes that you could insert any name on either side and you'd still be at about 50-50? No, no, I still think like DeSantis, uh, Haley would win 35 states. I think they would against Biden, who I've, I'm on the record as saying won't run. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think a, just a fairly reasonable Republican candidate would win by landslide. Oh, so Nick- I just don't think Trump, Trump can surpass his current level of support. I appreciate Nikki Haley's willingness to say things that are unpopular, like, um, saying, look, I agree with you on abortion, but we'll never win based on the polling. So here's where the sweet spot we should come up to or a variety of things mm-hmm. she said like that. Or the deficit. We've we've grown the debt just as much as the Democrats. So we got to do something about that. Appreciate her saying that because it's true. But she uh, she said the Senate is the best funded nursing home in the world, and but she wants to have some sort of tests or whatever to see if people their minds work. Yeah, hard to say if she's really or serious. Or term about limits. That. Would either of those work? Can you have mm, cognitive tests for old people and then boot them out if they don't pass? Uh, the, the voters are the cognitive right, test. Right, That's what I was thinking. The voter decides whether or not they think they're uh, with it enough. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 